Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. This week, we observed Martin Luther King Day, and it always seems ironic and particularly appropriate when, as it often does, the Torah reading during the week before or the week of Martin Luther King Day is Parshat Bo, in which we read the story of the exodus from Egypt, the actual moment when our ancestors left slavery in Egypt. So let me share with you a Devar Torah, some thoughts on a, a section of Parshat Bo, reflection of rabbinic debate about the story of the Exodus, one aspect of it, and see what we can learn from it. <clears throat> the question is, at what time of day did the Exodus take place? Now, this requires a bit of a leap of faith, so to speak, or at least a creative imagination to imagine that the Exodus from Egypt happened at one particular moment. One moment the people were slaves, then the next moment they were leaving. It does take a little bit of a, uh, a leap of faith, but let's take that leap. And let's ask ourselves that question. At what time of day did the Exodus take place? Well, according to the Torah, at least in the book of Exodus, and at least in Parshat Bo, the answer is pretty clear. Exodus chapter 12, verse 29. In the middle of the night, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on the throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the cattle. The plague of the killing of the firstborn. Again, as I mentioned last week, a very difficult aspect of the story, but that's for another time, another time to discuss. So Pharaoh summoned Moses, and now verse 31 Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron in the night and said, Up, depart from among my people, you and the Israelites with you. Go worship the Lord as you said. Verse 33 The Egyptians urged the people on, impatient to have them leave the country. And in verse 34, so the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading bowls wrapped in their cloaks upon their shoulders. So according to this section of text, it's clear that the Exodus happened at night. That the people were told by Pharaoh, go. They didn't take time for the bread to rise, and they left immediately. But there actually is a rabbinic debate upon, about this issue. And surprisingly, it might seem, it's actually based on a very clear reading of another verse in the Torah. The contradiction, the paradox, is in the Torah itself. Let me read from chapter 33 of the book of Numbers, Bamidbar chapter 33, and I'm going to read verse 3. They set out from Ramses in the first month, on the 15th day of the first month, Mimacharat HaPesach, Yatsu B'nei Yisrael B'yad Ramah Le'enei Kol Mitzrayim. On the morrow of the Passover offering, the Israelites started out defiantly, biyad Ramah, with an upraised hand, in plain view of all the Egyptians. Let's take a step back. Moses had told the people to prepare the Passover sacrifice and to eat it ready to leave. They were to eat it at night as we celebrate the Seder at night. They were to eat it at night on the night of the 15th with their walking sticks in their hands, with their shoes on their feet, with their loins girded, their belts on to travel, ready to leave. 
Pharaoh comes and tells Moses and Aaron, get your people out of here, and they leave, apparently at night. But in the book of Numbers, it says that it was Mimacharat, which would mean the morning following the evening of the 15th. Of course, that's still the 15th. The day begins in the evening. So the 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 morning of uh, of the 15th is Mimacharat, the next day, so to speak, after the Passover offering. So many of the rabbis said that the Exodus, in fact, took place at night, not during the day, excuse me, at, during the day and not at night, as it is expressed in the book of Exodus. Let me share with you a comment on this question by a brilliant contemporary Torah commentator, Dr. Aviva Zornberg. She says, quote, and it's a lengthy quote, but I'm going to read it slowly. I want you to listen to it carefully. To leave by night is to be surreptitious, unsure of one's claims, shy of the gaze of others. This narrative must take place in full daylight, challenging all counterclaimants. So powerful is Moses' insistence on leaving only by day that it culminates in the paradox of Pharaoh urging them to leave while they remain fixed and immovable in their houses. Pharaoh cries to Moses and Aaron, get up, get out, pleading, pressuring for them to depart immediately. From the point of view of the victims, the irony is delectable. Pharaoh uses all the habits of authority to pressure the Israelites to leave. And the Israelites transcend all vulgar expectations, expressing their freedom by refusing to leave until daylight. They hold vigil during the night, belted and booted, a motionless tableau of leaving, of exodus. At daybreak, they are released into physical motion. I, I find that to be just such a, a moving commentary. And it really reflects in many ways why I believe the rabbis, some of them anyway, wanted to make this point that the exodus happened during the day. Le'ene kol Mitzrayim, in full view of all of Egypt. That the Hebrews didn't sneak out of town, so to speak, quietly, but rather insisted on leaving at a time where it would make an impact on the Egyptians, that they would see this important statement of freedom. I mentioned Martin Luther King Day before, and the connection, I think, is clear. One of the most remarkable aspects of the civil rights movement during the 60s, before that, after that, was the insistence by the leaders, and specifically, let's speak about Dr. Martin Luther King's Ihunoli Vracha, the insistence of standing with pride for who you are, for conducting the efforts which led to so many changes in our treatment of people of color in this country, the erasing of so many laws which were so damaging and so unethical and immoral, that this fight took place in full view of all Americans and of all the world. It didn't take place behind the scenes. It wasn't some kind of negotiations. It was right out in public. And it was that public statement by Dr. King, by others, civil disobedience, all of the things that went involved in it, the rallies, the marches, that were taking place in full view of, our, of, of every American, 
that really turn the hearts and minds of so many people in this country to understand that this country had to move forward in this area. It wasn't done quietly at night in the back room. It was done in full view of all Americans. I'll say just very quickly that I understand and I completely agree that our country has not lived up to all of the promises that we should make to every citizen. Racism is still very much a part in this country, but at the same time, we certainly see progress that was made during those years on a legal basis that really are the foundation, hopefully, for us to continue to move forward in this area. But the important point that I want to make here is this connection with this idea that the Israelites stayed in Egypt, belted and booted, I love that statement by, by Dr. Zornberg, ready to go, but not wanting to go immediately because to go at night would have been as she says, surreptitious, unsure of one's claims. If you're sure of what you believe, if you're sure of your mission, so to speak, then you stand up and you say it in front of everybody and you do it in full view. And that becomes a very important aspect of a lesson we can learn from the civil rights movement whenever we face an issue of importance to us. It's important to stand up for who we are and to stand up proudly in full view of others. Until next time, thank you.